You're listening to episode 108 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. And today I'm chatting with Amber Leah. Jesus, you know, at the most pivotal point of his life, hanging on a cross, going before a trial, being disrespected at every turn, you know, the God who created all these people, he had every right <laughs> to just call on those angels and do his thing and put them in their place, but he didn't. In fact, he prayed. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing in Luke 23. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I have Amber back on the show. You may remember Amber Leah from episode 75. If you haven't listened to it, you should definitely check it out. She and I uh, talk about her Hollywood life, she and her husband, and all the work they're doing to to bring faith into Hollywood. And we also talked a little bit about anger management because Amber and her friend Wendy Speak, they manage a Facebook page through the ministry, the Mother of Boys Society. And this Facebook page is called No More Angry Mob. Now, it's awesome. There are almost 12,000 women that are on this page who are struggling with anger. And because of this high need and because of the interaction they've had with these moms, Amber and Wendy decided to write a book. It's called Triggers, Exchanging Angry Reactions for Biblical Responses. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't think about what's making me angry. I just react. Uh, And so today, Amber and I are going to break it down. Like, what is it that is triggering that emotional reaction? What could we do ahead of time to keep us from reacting What does the Bible say about specific topics? And how can we become trainers of our children? Because that angry angry reaction is not building in our kids the character we desire. Uh, So how can we on the front end work on those things or after the event work on those things? I know for me, it was helpful to talk to Amber about this topic. I also wanted to thank you for your comments from last week's show with Sally. Uh, There were exactly 107 comments for episode 107. I mean, the little nerdy connectedness strengthened me, thought that was cool. And this one comment cracked me up. She said she had to Google what a pashmina was. She loved what Sally said. She said, last night I was cooking dinner while my babies were pulling apart the Tupperware, who does not identify with that. She felt herself getting a little frustrated. She took a breath and thought, what would Sally do? So she lit a candle. She placed it next to her on the counter while she was prepping dinner and turned on Sovereign Grace Radio and Pandora. It made all the difference. I don't know what y'all have done this week to bring life into your home. For me, it was one night we just had, uh, I was playing 80s music on the piano while the boys were playing Legos, and I'm just embracing this four-boy life. Uh, I also want to thank y'all who you signed up for the Connected Families spring course, uh, Discipline That Connects. We did start that private Facebook group, and if you can look for it, Connected Families spring course, uh, and then a dash uh, GCM for God Center Mom podcast listeners. Find us there if you signed up. And uh, we would love to, you know, encourage each other on in this process. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Amber, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Thank you, Heather. It is my joy to be here with you this morning. And to come back because you've been here before, <laughs> right? You've you've been with I us have. before. I should have looked up the episode number. I'm sure I'll find it oh, and tell remember. people. I don't remember. <laughs> but we had you on and you shared about your sweet family and living in yes. L.A. And, you know, now you've got your own little issues going on right now with <laughs> yeah, with all kinds of gas leaks. But um, Yes, we have gas leaks uh, 
fuming into our home right now. We're oh. trying to relocate. It's kind of a mess, but you know. Kind of, but you know, we're so glad you made it for today. <laughs> I'm here now. You're here. I'm You're kicking. here. We need your help. We desperately do. I get emails, Amber. I get um, messages on Instagram and Facebook from moms saying, okay, Heather, you shared that you struggle with anger. I do too. I'm so glad you said it, something. Um, but wh what's helping you? <laughs> What's fixing it? And for a while, I could be, I couldn't say much. I was just thinking, I don't know, just try harder. And uh, I tried, had Kirk on, and he's given us some good tricks for staying calm in the midst of those situations with difficult children, and how he did point us to the fact that it is us calming down and we can only control one person. Right. But I'm excited to have you on because you and another friend of mine, Wendy Speak, have been leading this group on Facebook for how long now have you guys been leading that? It has been uh, about a little over a year and a half now. So I think we'll be coming up on two years, like the end of spring. Okay. Oh, that's a yeah. while. That's a good commitment that you've made. It is. <laughs> yeah. And it's a group called uh, No More Angry Mob. Yes. And it the mob comes from Mothers of Boys just because that's, we all write for that site, Mob yes. Society. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we have we have almost 12,000 moms in there right now. And we had a thousand moms the first week. So yeah. we knew that this was something that people were obviously hungry for some support in dealing with with anger and yelling. And y'all, it wasn't like you were doing this because, you know, sometimes online things, it's like, oh, I just want to be noticed. Y'all uh -huh. had a heart for these women. And it shows because you're regularly interacting with them and mm -hmm. themes started showing up. And yeah. what they were, what they were saying and issues they were having. Tell us more about like this process you've been on the last two years. Right. Well, when Brooke McLaughlin put it out to the Mob Society team of writers, if anybody would be willing to help run this Facebook group as a, an offshoot or ministry of the Mob Society, there were crickets for quite a while. <laughs> and I, you know, nobody was really raising their hand and I certainly was not either. I, um, prayed about it. I talked with my husband about it and it was just this nagging thing, you know, as the Holy Spirit often does in our spirits, um, saying, you know, you, you need to step up and do this. So I very tentatively said, okay, you know, if there's nobody else, you know, sort of trying to give an out, I'll like, do it. like, Heather, Heather, yeah. come on. Yeah, no, right? I, can, exactly. I, can't, I can't do it. I'm so, it's just not supposed to be my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I quickly realized that this was a God appointment, that he was very purposeful and intentional in prodding me to be in this group. And we saw early on that there was so much anger and frustration. And I think that, um, the main key is that so many moms felt shame or that they couldn't let other people know that they were struggling with anger, yelling, they were embarrassed by it. And so there was really nothing available for them, no place for them to connect with other moms and to get help. And so as soon as an opportunity opened up where some people said, you know what, we've been there, we're recovering angry moms ourselves, we'll help you, they flooded in. And it's been an amazing process and over and over again, we have begun to see that there are certain things, like you said, certain things that just set moms off, that yeah. they feel powerless to control with their children. And they're so tired of the cycle of anger and yelling or frustration. And they're really experiencing a joyless motherhood. And we knew that there was a way to rise above that. So, yeah. Well, and I'm kind of realizing in a variety of different things, anger is an outcome of something else going on. 
And for different women coming from different places, that source can be something different. Um, their anger may come from a variety of places. And uh, so it wasn't a, it's not a one size fits all kind of fix, right? It's right. not like you can give people a formula and say, well, mm-hmm. you do this and then your anger yeah. will go away. Right. It's not a formula simply because it's a deep spiritual issue. Yeah. And what um, what happened was that my dear friend, one of the other mob writers, Wendy Speak, um, joined into the group with me a little over a year ago now. And we started seeing that the women were really focusing on a lot of these surface issues. They're easy to do because that's our everyday lives. And I used to do that too. Right. Uh, you know, focusing on, oh, if they would just stop talking back to me, I wouldn't have this anger issue. Mm-hmm. And what we realized is that until we transform and really yield and confess our own sinful anger to the Lord, we're not going to see results in our kids. And even if we do or don't see results in our kids, that's not the ultimate point because motherhood is really about us being refined by Christ at its core. And so we began to gather all of this information and see these certain patterns. And so Wendy and I did a a series in the group in the fall um, about the the most common things that trigger moms towards anger. Mm. And it was really enlightening because we were able to take them one by one and give them some practical tips, but also really express to them, this is first and foremost about your responses. You can be a reactionary parent or you can be a responsive parent. And we wanted them to stop reacting to the difficult situation with their child and responding with the fruit of the spirit. When it becomes like a script that happens, I know in my home, like they do this and then I do this and they do this. And it's like, we get in a habit of how we interact. And unless someone like jumps script and gets a new script, it's probably not going to be your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, That You're just going to continue. A a fool does the same thing and expects a different, a different outcome. And I think, Uh, what you're doing, what you did was say, okay, moms, y'all are saying that this is a trigger for you. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step back and say, what does the Bible say about this? How could you approach it differently when you know ahead of time, like think ahead of time? I know I will get angry when this happens. How can I be ready so that I respond differently? Yeah. I mean, Proverbs 15, 18, you know, warns us that a hot tempered man stirs up strife. But he who is slow to anger quiets contention. So we're really trying to say that, yes, we need to throw a kink in the works to break that pattern. You know, we want to equip our kids with tools. We want to be equipped with tools to, you know, use our words, to be considerate of other people, to slow down. Um, but we also have to, at our at our core, remember that the goal here is to, to change that pattern of the quick reaction and the quick response. And so, and I know that some of your other guests talk about this a lot with the calm parenting, you know, taking a moment to stop, mm-hmm. breathe, mm-hmm. you know, step away for just a moment and return, mm-hmm. you know, not just doing the same old pattern over and over again, but remembering, you know, foundationally that if we are hot tempered moms back towards our kids and we feed off of their anger, whatever they're doing, then we're just going to create more strife. And that's a horrible place to live in every day. But if we're slow to anger, we're going to quiet that contention. Just us, by slowing down, and um, very foundationally, we're going to actually do a lot to quiet that contention. So, well, And I yeah. bet, like most moms in that group, and my, my, I myself and you, we know we're not supposed to be angry. 
Right. Like we know we should be slow mm-hmm. to anger. We know that that's the ultimate goal. And that's where then the guilt comes in because, oh, here I did it again. And then the shame. I can't tell anybody I just did that. Yeah. And but you said patterns and I'm, you know, you and I've kind of talked about this before we got on the call. The patterns kind of happened before we had kids, right? We, we haven't mm-hmm. maybe seen a healthy pattern. I know someone yeah. listening, she's sitting there thinking, that sounds great to have a new pattern. I don't know what that looks like. I've never mm-hmm. seen a parenting situation where you don't use anger to get a reaction yeah. or something done. Right. And I think that's where, you know, the, the, the first thing to do is to really do our own self-examination of, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, I don't know practically where to go with this, but I'm just going to start praying. You know, every day I'm I'm going to start my day or at a nap time or before bed. I'm just at the very minimal. I'm going to be asking you, Lord, to reveal to me what I need to do to change and confessing our sin. You know, that that's where God can use our heart. So once we recognize that there is an issue, we, we're honest about it because sometimes we do try to justify it. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, well, but they're they're disobeying me. They're mm-hmm. sinning. Mm-hmm. So I'm angry and there will, there is righteous anger. Whenever somebody offends God, mm-hmm. if their kids are doing something that is sinful, that's a direct, um, defiance and would, you know, offend God, then that is righteous anger. So we want moms to have the freedom to recognize and feel that it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to be angry about the things that are just a personal affront to us. Like, you know, they are making us late and they're immature and we're just frustrated by our routine right now. And so now we're yelling at them when mm-hmm. really it's not, no fault of their own. And so there's sort of these two different camps of anger that we could fall into. But the, the, the main issue, I think, too, with the mom who feels like she doesn't even know where to begin is that they are still trying to get all these formulas. And we want to try to just say, you know what, let's just spend some time confessing, recognizing it's okay to be angry and just sort of evaluating what's my anger really about? Mm. Is it really about, you know, that my kids are being absolutely defiant or is it more about my own personal needs that I feel like they're encroaching on? And so I'm angry. And then it's also just to remember that there's nothing that anger can do that love can't do better. Mm. So even if my kid is sinning in their um, behavior towards me and I have righteous anger, I still don't have the right to be sinful myself (laughs) back at them Mm -hmm. and yell at them or scold harshly or say words that would tear them down. I can still in that moment go, okay, this is a sign. This is a sign that my kid's not arrived yet, just like me. Mm -hmm. And he needs some help right now. And I need to point him to Christ. And Mm -hmm. it may not be that you want to do it right in that moment because none of us all, you know, respond really well to correction in the middle of a conflict or emotional or whatever, but it's a sign that in another time I need to think about a Bible verse, you know, come up with a Bible verse about talking back and our words and just lovingly each day say, you know what, we're just going to talk about this a little bit today. You know, what's an example of how you could honor me by not talking back when mommy says this, you know, what, what could be a a right response mm-hmm. and practicing that with them outside of times of conflict. So we do go through some of those practical things, but mm-hmm. we want moms to realize that they just first need to understand their own area uh, and need to confess it and then be open to God leading them in a more calm and gentle way. And I think the way the book set up is, is good in that it's all the different triggers. 
So a mom could go to a specific one that and maybe maybe you're listening right now and you've never considered that fact that there is a consistent pattern. I usually get angry when we're about to leave the house. I usually get angry when they won't do their homework or when I ask them to take out the trash and they won't do it or it's bedtime and they just won't stay in their room. Like there's always a specific point mm-hmm. and then you could go to that chapter and read it, but then maybe yeah. maybe overview all of them because I think each one kind of gives a little bit more about our ownership of our part. Mm-hmm. And then the last section of the book being really specific on finding our identity in Christ, finding our power of the Holy Spirit. And those things, I think sometimes we throw them around in the Christian world, identity in Christ, power of the Holy Spirit. And unless you've personally experienced that, that may not, you don't know what that means. And that doesn't help you when you're in the heat of the moment. And especially you and I are talking about is if you were yelled at as a child Mm -hmm. and you have all the hurt and the wounds from that, that haven't been. Yeah dealt with. And that was my experience largely. You know, my, my family did and it offered me an amazing gift in my childhood in that um, when I was very young, they ended up going to a solid Bible teaching church. And my parents had come out of a really horrible um, experience of being in a strict religious cult. And so they really um, were very traumatized because they were excommunicated quite suddenly right before I was born. And my brother is four years older than me. So he had actually been born, um, at the time they were still in this cult. Mm -hmm. And eventually what that did is it just, you know, my parents were trying to raise us in a time where they were trying to understand the world themselves. Mm -hmm. And some friends invited them to a Bible teaching church eventually. And that is where I started to learn the word of God and memorize Bible verses. And so even though that childhood was very different from what I think a lot of my peers experienced, and it, it brought a lot of um, you know dysfunction in many ways, when I became a parent, I really wanted to break that habit. I didn't want to um, bring all of that into my own home and my own parenting because I was a Christ believer when I first started having kids and mm-hmm. I wanted to do it differently. And even then that example, I think was so entrenched in me that mm-hmm. I didn't know how to stop myself. Mm-hmm. And it was very frustrating for me. But what was so beautiful is that um, I, I felt the Lord saying to me, there, there's a way, there's mm-hmm. a way, you know, trust me, get back to my word and apply it very specifically to every moment of your parenting. And it really had to become my thing. Mm. I, I had to stop and say, okay, I can't keep going in this madness. I need to slow down, minimize my routine and my schedules. And I just need to focus on spending time with the Lord and watching my mouth. I need to control my tone of voice. And so I just started praying that God would help me with that, that he would, I would just say, Lord, um, I'm not letting anything stand in the way. As soon as my kid's down for a nap, they didn't nap very well, but that 20 minutes was sacred to me. Um, I was exhausted during the night because I had three kids, four and under, but I, you know, took that nap time in the middle of the afternoon during those early chapters of mothering. And I just begged the Lord to change me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he did, you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't necessarily an overnight thing, but over time I began to see God make that change. And the thing that made all the difference is that I had God's word hidden in my heart from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And that is far more powerful 
than any generational habit habit or pattern of sin. It's the word of God in our own lives as moms to transform mm-hmm. us. And so that's why Wendy and I, having written this book, Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses, is so much a part of our heart because it's it's what broke those chains for me. Mm-hmm. And is continuing to lead us in our day-to-day life. You know, we don't have it all figured out yet. So we're, we're still in process along with these women. I think that's why uh, they keep coming back because they know that um, it's a journey for all of us. Yeah. Well, I think that that story in itself, your own personal story of not coming from a perfect parenting situation, which none of us ever has experienced perfect. All of us, I'm sure, have experienced something hard in our past and that impacts our parenting today. And and I really honestly feel that there are, I've never met a mom who hasn't admitted that she's had some issue with anger um, in her parenting. And so to know there's hope and that hope is in our relationship with Christ and it's not in a formula beyond that. The formula is go to his word, ask him for help. And it's so hard because it's um, we, we, we want something we can see and not realize that it, it is something it is something it just takes a little while that reliance Absolutely. on him is just like we want the gentle biblical response it's a gentle process to be transformed it is and god is so patient with us in yeah. that process mm-hmm. and then if you have a day let's say oh i'm you know i'm praying okay i've got my scriptures just like amber said and um i'm really going to god and asking mm-hmm. him to change my heart and then you have mm-hmm. a day and you have a moment and you you lose it and you're like well yeah. that's it I can yeah. never go back to God yep. again and ask for help right. because I messed it up. What do you say to right. that mom who um, yep. just had a moment and then lost it again, after, even yep. in the process of Absolutely. That God. is so common. First of all, if you're that mom, that, like there's so many of these women, they, they long to be different and change. And mm-hmm. just like you said, Heather, they're like, I did it okay for a day or two, and then I went right back to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of discouragement. And we want to say to that mom, don't be discouraged. You know, it is a marathon. It is one. And so one of the things I try to share with moms is just do the next right thing. Mm -hmm. Just do the next right thing. You know, don't get overwhelmed. Don't focus on the past. You know, throw off that thing that's hindering you, which might be your own guilty talk, self-talk that you're a failure, you messed up, or you're never going to change. Throw that off. That's going to hinder you from continuing in this race. And just know that there's thousands of moms all around the world who experience this same thing. And I really feel that God doesn't just sometimes overnight um, have this quick fix because the Christian life is about going back to him again and again to rely on him because he wants a relationship with us. He's Mm -hmm. a personal God. And so think of that moment where you messed up as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to evaluate and be reflective enough to then go and do the next right thing Mm -hmm. and don't be overwhelmed by that large, grander picture. We, we achieve gentle parenting by just doing the next right thing. One situation at a time. So good. Let's talk through some scenarios just to give some moms some practical, how does this play out? Let's talk through um, disobedience. Mm -hmm. Could you talk through that one? Did you write that chapter? (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) I'm looking, I'm looking. I did. Well, you know, disobedience, you know, a lot of parents obviously struggle with disobedience. I think that's why it's the first chapter because, yeah, yeah. you know, so much, many well, of us Well, that's when like, we justify, like, I, I'm angry because yes. you're not obeying. And even God says that you should obey right. and then life will go yeah. well for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Colossians 3.20, children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. You know, life's going to go well for you when you obey your parents. And that is central. You know, whenever we obey God, ourselves as moms or our kids, we open ourselves up for blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when we're obeying, we're receiving a blessing. But we see all through scripture, these patterns of God's children disobeying him. And often in extreme measure over and over again for long periods of time. And he experiences righteous anger, but he often quells it and gives them second chances and third chances. And he lovingly reaches out to them. And the moment they begin to turn sincerely, he just pours out blessing and love and compassion and mercy and grace on them. He just pours it out on them. And so we see that all through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so when our kids disobey, you know, we're justified in that sense of feeling angry. But again, it goes back to what am I now going to do about it? Because I could lash out at them. I could be stern with them and yank their arm and scold them. And really, I'd like us to think more about their disobedience is an opportunity for us to recognize that we need to put on our mom as coach mentality. Mm. And so, you know, when you have an Olympic coach, they do not expect, you know, if they've got a group of seventh graders and you've got this Olympic award-winning coach, he is not going to expect from this group of seventh graders to be ready to qualify for an Olympic race. (laughs) He's going to start or she, this coach is going to start with just some of the basics. And, and if they're a great coach, a really effective coach, they're going to be stretching their athletes, but also very aware of what they can handle and what they can't, and they're going to train them and they're going to give them lots of encouragement. Mm. So we don't have to lash out in anger at our kids when they disobey us, but we can take a moment and a breath and we can say, you know what, son, what you're doing right now and and our tone of voice and our body language is everything in these moments because we can say the same thing and have it crush them. And we can say the same thing and have it uplift them and breathe life into their heart and in their mind. And don't you and I respond so much differently when someone speaks to us with grace. Don't we want to do the right thing for them when they speak to us by giving us that benefit of the doubt? We do. And our kids are the same way. So we can go to them and say, you know what, son, the fact that you didn't do what I asked you to do in this moment, you know, we know that that's not right. It's sin. And we want to be careful that you know, we don't, you know, Wendy says, use God's word like a scalpel, not mm-hmm. a hammer. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to be pounding scripture over their head. But if this is something that you've been purposeful to work on for the last month, okay, my kids have a disobedience issue. We're going to, in times outside of conflict, we're going to learn this verse as a family and in a very non-threatening way, um, talk about this issue. And so then when that moment comes, you can say, you know, we've been talking about disobedience and how when you obey, um, it's going to give you that long life that you enjoy. It's really for your enjoyment. I'm really sad that, um, you know, you, you're not experiencing the blessing of having obeying right now, but I still love you. And I'm going to think a little bit about how I can help you further in this situation. Cause I know you still need some guidance and, and I want to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And so, and then just leaving it at that, you know, my mm-hmm. kids time and time again, they will just burst into tears 15 minutes later, come in, crawl into my lap, sit by me, mommy, I'm so sorry. I wasn't obeying you. I just a little bit ago. I didn't mean to do that. And, and and they know I'm not going, they can come to me 
so that I can help continue to train them and teach them. They're going to be receptive to that teaching and training because I'm non-threatening to them. I'm not that angry voice and demeanor. And they're not getting off the hook because eventually we're going to talk about that. And sometimes there are are specific consequences that need to be put into place and all of that. This isn't a permissive hands-off parenting, but it's about choosing the right time and a fitting word to say at the right time so that we're not alienating or hurting our kids in these times of conflict and disobedience. On this phrase you have in this chapter, iron fists chisel stony hearts but graceful hands shape responsive hearts. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Yes. Because if, if I can make my kids obey, right? Yes. You can make kids. They might be sitting down on the outside, but standing up on the inside kind of thing. Um, But I think it's exactly what you said, but I can tell the times when they're not even listening to anything I have to say about the rest of their life. Right. Because, all of our interactions are me telling them what to do and them responding. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of that rank thing mm-hmm. too. You know, it's like we can, re- we can demand their respect mm. because of our rank, you know, that we're the mom. That was a good chapter. Yeah. That or, chapter is good. Yeah. Or we can foster respect because of our righteousness mm-hmm. as moms. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a beautiful picture that is to be like, you know what? My kids respect me. Because they see my righteousness, which comes from Christ alone, his work in me and through me. And that does not mean, moms, you know, don't don't mishear me. We do not have to be perfect, but we need to simply be yielding to being perfected in Christ. Yeah. One moment at a time. This is not about if you're not perfect and you don't do these things all the right way, then it's over. No. And, you know, it's going back to that. Just do the next right thing. <laughs> well, when you said demand respect because mm-hmm. of our rank, like saying you better respect me. OK, who in my life have I ever respected because they yelled in my face? That's right. not respect that. And, and you you define respect as um, mm-hmm. honor or value. Well, your kids automatically value you in their lives because you're their parents. The right. honor part is treating you special because they've been treated special like yeah. they will. They will honor you if through righteousness, through Christ, you are treating them in a way that is respectful. If, if they're in the middle of something, you ask them to go take out the trash. That's not actually very respectful either because you're not even considering mm-hmm. that they're in the midst of something. Yeah. Um, and I just yeah. loved how you described Jesus in this part. And just it was like like goosebumpingly awesome to imagine mm-hmm. all of the legitimate disrespect he yeah. received, like yeah. legitimate mocking mm-hmm. and yeah. devaluing his role as God. And he yeah. did not lash yep. back. He did he not didn't. lash back. No, he didn't. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Heather, because again, this is just that transforming work of God that Wendy and I long to see in our own lives and in the lives of all these moms that are reading this book and in this group, because Jesus, you know, at the most pivotal point of his life, hanging on a cross, going before a trial, being disrespected at every turn. You know, the God who created all these people, he had every right (laughs) to just call on those angels and do his thing and put them in their place. But he didn't. In fact, he prayed. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing Mm. in Luke 23. Mm. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. You know, and the thing is, is that we can choose to forgive our child's disrespect, even if they never ask for forgiveness. Mm. And that is exactly what Jesus was doing on the cross. He had no guarantee that any of those people were going to recognize him as king. 
and yield their lives to him. And he forgived them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so often we get caught up in this idea that well, I have to make sure that my kids, in fact, it's my responsibility that my kids turn out or behave in a certain way. And Wendy and I want to release moms from that freedom and give you a sense of freedom that this isn't about, you know, you being responsible for your kids' behavior. This is mm-hmm. really about you as a mom being refining through this process and recognizing that you can forgive them even if they don't ask for forgiveness, even if they never catch on and do the right things, um, even if they grow up to be teenagers and rebel and walk away. What you're responsible for as a mom is your own reactions and responses and living out the fruit of the Spirit and not what your children do. But I promise you that when you live and when you love like Christ does, there's very few people that won't respond to that in a very beautiful and affirming way. And I think that our kids will. I mean, they're drawn to it. You can't yeah. you can't help be drawn to people who are filled with the Spirit and who are walking with Christ. Like, And you you want more of them and you are tender towards them. Um, mm-hmm. I can think of moms like growing up like that. Um, one mom in particular, her, she had 10 children. They they can't stop talking about what a wonderful woman she was. And I knew she met with Jesus every morning. She had her time and and she was a very sweet-hearted person. Not, not necessarily just because that's her personality, but she met with God and he transformed her. Um, even I think I interviewed mm-hmm. September McCarthy and she shares mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. interview about her struggle with anger and uh, right. I think she had four kids at the time. Now she has, I don't remember how many, but a, a lot. <laughs> and how yeah. she um, she really went to God for this specifically, and he, over time, um, changed her. So right. I just want to give moms that hope. And mm-hmm. I know it sounds like, oh, faithy, Christian-y, go to Jesus, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, find accountability. Go to this group, this No More Angry Mob group if you're if you struggle to be on facebook then don't but if you're already on facebook maybe it'll be a Mm -hmm. reminder like where where am i looking what is my attention on i find for me personally one of my triggers Mm -hmm. is when i'm distracted on my phone answering an email or a text or something and the boys are doing something in the background and i'm half engaged yes and then i all of a sudden pull into it and i'm reacting because i wasn't in it right um and so for me, that's something I have to watch is when they're all home after school or we're getting ready for dinner. That is not my time to be answering emails or texts right. because oh. it does not go well. It does right. not go well in my reaction. Nobody gets trained well. Um, there's no directing those relationships. I loved how y'all got you all, y'all, 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 <laughs> y'all. We're talking about sibling rivalry that we can sometimes that can be a huge trigger. I know in our house of anger is yeah. when everybody's all riled up into assume if my kids are fighting then I'm doing something wrong no like they live in the same vicinity and they have different personalities they will crash into each other and your job is to help them just do it better (laughs) like do it as well as they can yeah absolutely you know and it's really the sibling rivalry issue is a big one for me too my boys are very close in age they're less than two years apart and there's a lot of sibling rivalry and Mm -hmm. I I, again I just try to think of that moment I start to feel frustrated or angry it's okay this doesn't have to be a blowout it's an opportunity Mm -hmm. so triggers are opportunities this is an Mm -hmm. opportunity for me to help my boys identify their feelings communicate well and to problem solve 
okay, that's what this is. It's an opportunity to, you know, yeah. foster their own problem solving process, you know, letting them figure things out by asking them some questions, doing some calm investigating, you know, being very calm ourselves. <laughs> and then also that's in that exact same moment, it's the benefit of us is the opportunity to be refined. Here's, yeah. here's us where we can put our money where our mouth is. We have an opportunity right now to hold our tongue and to speak with a kind tone and, and just to be refined ourselves and um, to respond biblically. And so the sibling rivalry is, is a big issue. I know for a lot of moms and there is a chapter in the book about that. And um, ultimately it, it is a, it's a long and involved process, but it's normal and it's not a mark of a bad mom because every yeah. kid does this. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that idea, even walking into it, even walking into it with a different perspective, I yeah. think could help a mom today. I believe so. I hope uh, so too. Because I think that part of my anger for me is I hold this righteous level up that they mm. should do this better. And sometimes my anger stems from, why aren't you kinder? Right. And then anger comes out to be kinder. That doesn't make sense. That's not going to train the kindness and the love I'm desiring. Um, But to know, okay, this is normal. This is how six-year-olds behave. This is normal. This is how brothers behave. This is normal that children would choose disobedience. This is normal. This is not disrespect. I think even taking away some of the words that shooting our brain that trigger us to right. talk out in anger mm-hmm. and to shut those down and, and to take a second to be intentional. Yep. So right after yep. you get off listening to this podcast, mom, and you're interacting with your kids and you start to feel that anger welling up, stop and think for a second. Okay. What is making me angry? What mm-hmm. negative thought am I thinking right now? Yeah. Is it truth? And what scripture could I put instead? And maybe in your next time with God, you could find that scripture. The internet's amazing for that. To be able to search yes. for anything you could need. Um and and I love too that y'all address the moms who maybe it's not the the things that everyone's experiencing. Maybe it's the outside things of a child with special needs yeah. or a child a strong willed child or mm-hmm. um a child who has ADHD or, you know, learning differences. And yeah. those can really bring it out in us. Like it's yes. not fair. Like, sure, she can be the sweet mom because her kids all do everything mm-hmm. great. Her kids are just coloring in the corner. My yeah. kids flip out if they have a tag on their shirt. Like, this is not fair. So what yeah. would you say to that mom who the anger is legitimate in that yeah. we could all re- understand why she would be angry? Right. Well, I, I just want to say I think this will help parents in general and all these different triggers is, first of all, just remember that it takes a childhood to train a child. Mm. You know, we think that when we become moms, whether our kids have specific struggles physically, mentally, spiritually, or we have certain struggles that are our own, because sometimes our kids trigger us, sometimes our own stuff triggers us, that when we are moms, you know, when God gives us these gifts, which is what they are, they're gifts to us, they're a blessing, that we start to think, you know, at least I have this expectation that if there was any issues with my children, I'd be able to fix them pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. we would just have a really nice, enjoyable life. And there's a lot of beauty and joy in parenting, for sure. But we tend to think it's supposed to be easy, <laughs> or it's supposed mm-hmm. to be easier. Mm-hmm. And it really takes a childhood. It's not a quick thing. It, we're, our job is almost never done. 
Mm. And that's not a bad thing or something to go, oh, I'm so overwhelmed by that thought. When is this going to be over? Like we, we want to get moms to a point where they take a lot of joy in training these kids and pointing them to Christ. There is nothing more enriching than um, really parenting from the overflow of the joy of our own salvation mm. and recognizing this is going to be day in and day out. And it's a good thing. It's going to take a childhood and that's okay. And so for those moms who have kids with special needs or um, there are other extenuating circumstances, you know, maybe your spouse works a lot and you have other kinds of added pressures. I think, again, it's at the, at the end of the day, recognizing that some things we just simply can't control. And that's when we just yield to God and we say, Lord, um, this is what it is, and it may not change for a while. My my son may always struggle with this allergy or these situations. My own um, son has had chronic migraines since he was two years old, and we've gone to all kinds of specialists, and now he's on a treatment plan where he gets shots once a week and mm. up to three for three years. And so it's a really, you know, it's a big thing on our family to mm. just incorporate even his medical treatment. But um, again, I just decided to sort of flip that switch. This is not something I can fix or change. In fact, it's something that he can't control. So like Christ, I can have empathy and compassion towards him. And I can look at this as this is an opportunity to do everything without grumbling or complaining and to see this as a chance to be the hands and feet of Jesus to my child that needs me to drive him to his medical appointments, to soothe him when he's, you know, getting these shots instead of to be impatient with him. You know, he doesn't want to take the medicine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's really in those moments more about um, recognizing that this is an opportunity for me to identify with Christ and to be a servant to my children and that I can do that with total joy and peace and love when I continue to abide in Christ. Mm. So good. Well, and I'm, I'm uh, thinking too about, you know, your son and the struggles and the children with different needs and kids with strong wills. Just uh, even spoke over my son today who's been having some struggles that, you know, God put something in you for a purpose and to speak that life over them. It may be rubbing some of your teachers the wrong way. It may be rubbing me the wrong way now. Mm-hmm. But if we really yield it to Christ and you really choose God's way over your way in this using this this is a strength yeah. it has a, a negative side effect right. sometimes but this is mm-hmm. a strength um even ADHD can be a strength yes in a really special way that a child yes. sees the world and has a specific yep. purpose i've seen um, a lot mm-hmm. of friends do amazing things and 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 it's because of the way that their brain works that right. they can do that um I think in childhood, if our main goal is behaved and and Mm. easy and um, a life that's really (laughs) catering to us and our, you know, just being easily entertained and that that we're not thinking forward to the adult they're going to be, our anger can get riled up now. But if we have that purpose in mind, then when that negative side of this strength comes up, we can say, you know what, that's that strength. Okay. How yeah. can we shape it instead of being like, why are you always like this? Right. Don't you, instead of like yeah. forecasting that they're going to be in prison because of yeah. that. Like we <laughs> exactly. do the negative yes, forward projecting, but we don't do the positive forward projecting yeah. of, I can see how God could use this for a really great yes. purpose. 
Yeah, Wendy writes so beautifully about that strong-willed child in the book and how, you know, God has these strong-willed kids. Those are the ones that are going to be the movers and shakers. They're going to be the ones. I have a pretty strong-willed kid, too. And I know that when he commits to something, when he grows up, he is going to be the person that you can totally depend on Mm -hmm. because he's so passionate and um, loyal and committed. And right mm-hmm. now it's a pain in the neck because <laughs> yeah. I want him to do one thing and he wants to do yeah. another. And sometimes it's about letting them have some control, yeah. make choices. You know, there's right. practical things we can do. And we talk about that in the book to just sort of ease the angst of that in a practical way. But you're right. It's thinking differently and more mm-hmm. long-term about mm-hmm. those strong-willed kids or even, Heather, the kids that just have a very different personality than ours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of us are extroverts and our child's an introvert and that can be um, a personality clash, you know, Mm -hmm. or vice versa. And so again, it's recognizing God knit them together in my womb very intentionally. They Mm -hmm. are not a mistake. The time which they were born was not a mistake. Being born to me was not a mistake. Mm -hmm. This was God's intention and he has good plans for all of us. And so we want to um, have that, like you said, that long-term view of how God's going to use this personality (laughs) um, for his good and to try to help foster that in the right direction as we can through this whole childhood long process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like we've said over and over, it is the thought going into the interaction and that thought can only be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which only happens in the presence of time with God. Like we have access to the mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit. We have access to a new way of seeing people, to a new way of loving people that are hard to love. And um, I know I know that I don't get it perfectly. And I know that I let uh, stress or we've got to be here and there and you have to do your homework. And you guys talk about that too, just the factors of our schedules that can trigger our anger that isn't related to a behavior issue or something that needs to be addressed in their hearts, but really just how we've set up our family life to yes. kind of add overstimulation or add, um, you know, sometimes video game addictions or yes. um, just a schedule that's so jam packed. There's no room mm-hmm. for grace and yeah. for teaching. Right. Y'all have any, have any thoughts on that you want to share? Well, I think that's why it's important that we don't get too hung up on formulas mm-hmm. and scripts because we're, we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit ultimately, you know, to be saying to us, you know what, you're, you've got too much going on in your life right now. Like your child needs you to just take something off your plate, you know, mm-hmm. or that thing you've been really resistant about, you know, maybe it's not even necessarily a anger or sin issue, but maybe there's just something in your relationship with your child. Is there something you've been kind of saying you'll do for them or promise them, but you just keep putting it off and you're not honoring your word. I did that with my oldest. I, he'd wanted a dog and I told him when you graduate from kindergarten, you can get a puppy. <laughs> and, um, I thought for sure he'd forget about it. Cause that was two years before he went to kindergarten. And sure enough, he talked about it all through kindergarten and summer came and he said, okay, can we go get our puppy? And I said, well, honey, I really meant when first grade starts, like that's when we'll get it. And I put him off and I put him off and we got about the third weekend to the school year. And he just came to me one day, just, just very calmly and matter of factly, and just with a little disappointment in his face, he said, mommy, you know, when you told me I would get, you would buy me a dog. Um, because it just really wasn't convenient for me to be honest. Just, yeah, I'm no, a person. it's not an easy and, thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. And so I just, you know, he said, mommy, you know, 
said that you would get me a doll when I finished kindergarten. He said, I'm beginning to think that maybe you were lying to me. Mm. And I, we went the next day and got our dog Yeah, <laughs> and it was, it was amazing, you know, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a really uh, eye opener for me that, you know, the, one of the issues that was, was a hang up for us and our family is that I just wasn't following through on my own word, yeah. you know, with my kids and big things and then little things. And I kept putting them off and I, and the Holy Spirit then began to convict me. There's not some formula you need to do to make things better in your family right now. You just need to be a woman who starts, you know, saying what you mean and then following through and showing that you're a person of integrity so that your kids respect you because of your righteousness, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. because of your rank, you know? Well, I think that's good. I think that is exactly like that little pricking. You couldn't have read in a book. Remember, <laughs> right. are you, yeah. are you uh, lying to your kids? <laughs> are you setting right. um, expectations up and not fulfilling? That is yeah. something that only God could kind of tap on your shoulder right. and say, are you hearing this? You're not doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. One last thing before we, wrap up is in your little no other no more angry mob group has anyone ever talked about uh the time of the month effects on anger like when we literally are hormonally like nutso yeah yeah um we do talk about the different you know hormones and things like that in the group and we we confess that and there's a lot of women in there that are pregnant and they're Mm, going through yeah extreme physical yes and so I think one of the things that Wendy and I really try to do in the group is just tell moms, look, you know, we're not going to condone you know, sinful reactions, but we, we're, you're not going to, we're not going to condemn you for that. And you shouldn't condemn yourself for that either. And mm. there's so much blessing in having our kids see us apologize because there, there's going to be times when physically something may be going on. You may have a health condition that makes it extremely hard for you mm. to, as a mom, um, have this gentle and calm parenting. And we by no means, you know, would minimize the the importance and necessity of, you know, medications and things like that and whatever. But I think, again, this is an issue for really deep prayer, you know, mm-hmm. because ultimately God can do anything in any one of us. So continuing to rely on God in those moments when our hormones are out of whack, let's say we're just talking about those monthly things, but also, you know, getting some accountability, you know, or setting up for yourself. If you know, this is your big trigger and this is an issue for you, then not letting that just continue as it always has, but experimenting and trying some things, you know, whether it's something medically or having somebody keep you accountable, or maybe, you know, during those few days or whatever, you need to plaster a verse up on your mirror, you know, mm-hmm. in a prominent place, or you even need to say to your kids, I-, I do this a lot. I let my kids know, look, I'm going through a struggle right now. And this is part of my walk with the Lord. It's a journey. And I like that my kids see me, um, trying to work out some of these things that feel very much beyond my control. Yeah. And I say, I'm relying on God right now to do this. And then also, you know, never underestimate just the significance of apologizing to your children when you mess up. Cause we're all going to, we will, we're not perfect, but going to them without excuse and saying, you know what? Um, we could say, well, I was really feeling this or it's my, and so I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. And it doesn't come off as sincere, but when we just go, even if we know there's a medical reason or it's our home or hormones or whatever to go to them and say, I lashed out at you and I was quick to react in anger and I shouldn't have done that. And I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? You know, I think there's that turns something that's negative and seems beyond our control into something beautiful and positive and mm-hmm. an ex- and a 
good role model and example for our children. God is always the redeemer of these moments and these situations, and Mm -hmm. he will always redeem it when our heart is in the right place. And so I think that that should give moms a a lot of hope. I think that's great. And the, I remember Vicki Kraft I had on the show, 80, seven year old. She, uh, at her memorial service, one of the people who spoke shared about what a good asker of forgiveness she was and how Mm. she always said, I'm sorry. And then she said, I hurt you. Just acknowledging, you know, we can say our part, but acknowledging our part on you. I hurt you. um, And will you forgive me? Yeah, Uh, I think it's so good. And I also love in this whole conversation that we never want to say, well, you know, I yell and just give like shrug our shoulders and say, I'm just just what I'm going to do, that Mm. we are going to actively address the sin in our lives. But we're also going to, like you said, not that's the conviction is from the Holy Spirit that this is maybe not right, that this is hurting your children. This is hurting their hearts. This is affecting the intimacy they could have with the father and that, but that he never condemns that he's always ready for you to turn and and so are your kids. And so um, I think it's a sweet balance that y'all provide grace and truth and um, and holding their hands in the process. So thank you so yeah. much, Amber, for coming on and sharing some of your story and just talking about anger with us and helping us turn to God in that. So we really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been really, truly a, a joy for me to do this process. I, Like I said, I've jumped into it sort of reluctantly, mm-hmm. but it's been so good for me to really go along and to grow in this area myself through this process. And I just really hope that some moms are encouraged today. And thank you, Heather, for having me. Of course. And go find a place to live. <laughs> yeah. I got to go house hunting now. Don't yeah, go be safe. Go be safe. We really <laughs> appreciate it, Amber. You. All right. Bye. Bye, Heather. So thankful for Amber and her words and her thoughtfulness and her biblical grounded truth. Uh, if you're interested in the book that she and Wendy wrote, go over to godcentermom.com slash triggers, and you can get a link to purchase that book. I am so thankful for their work. I want you guys to take a second. Think through what is your trigger? Why do you think that thing or those things make you upset? What could you do proactively to prohibit an angry response? Uh, Grab some scripture on directed specifically towards that trigger, maybe just even having a change in perspective, uh, maybe with sibling rivalry. I know for me, it has helped me even today when my boys started fighting to, instead of getting annoyed, instead of getting angry that they don't get along, I said, okay, this is when I'm a coach. I'm training them. Sibling rivalry is normal. And here's my chance. And I got kind of excited that they were fighting. So maybe this change in perspective helped you. And how can you be praying towards that specific trigger if it's a child and a, and a consistent behavior or character that needs to be refined? Praying for that ahead of time or in the moment when it comes up. Instead of uh, saying the angry response, stopping and praying in your mind uh, for that child. So I just uh, wanted to... Thank you all again for listening. Thank you for all your great comments and your encouragement about discipling my sons. Uh, My parents were super excited to hear I was going to disciple specifically my second son. And ironically or not, uh, his school last week was flooded and he was home with me uh, Monday and Tuesday after I made that pronouncement that I was going to disciple him. And so I was able to take him to lunch on Tuesday because all his other siblings were in school. I shared with him. 
what I'd heard from David Platt and what God had told me specifically for him and spoke life over him and showed him the domino I'd gotten at If Gathering. And he just um, even he layered on more truth and it was it was just really reassuring. Uh, and then my mom was asking me what specific curriculum I'm going to use, which forces me to to not just say I'm going to disciple, but to actually do it. And she suggested um, some information from Crew, from Campus Crusade. I'll let you know uh, what I use there. I did pull out a book that she'd given me from Francis Chan on discipleship. Uh, and I kind of looked over it today with my son, and we just went kind of through the Romans road, read Ephesians 2, talked about what truth is in Ephesians 2, and do we believe that we are saved by grace, that it is a gift, that it is not something that we have earned through our work, but that we are God's workmanship and that he created us for good works and deciphering between the works don't earn our salvation, but because of the gift, we are motivated to do the good works he's already equipped us to do. So it was good times with him over lunch today and my older son too joined us. And of course, um, all of my boys, I'm excited to to have them be apprentices, disciples of this walk of following Jesus. So y'all have a great week. I am praying for each of you and your anger that God would minister to your heart and heal certain places so that we can be whole and uh, love our children from a whole place. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.